Welcome in a week eight edition of the cash process. I am your host, Ben Hustler. We are here to review week seven, preview week eight of NFL DFS. Hopefully you guys had a good week seven. I had once again, one team that had a chance in tournaments didn't work out in the end. Um, still cashed fine, but uh, it was a Lamar Jackson team. If you guys read my article, really, really liked Lamar stuff this past week. Um, so it was a Lamar team. Had a double stack with Zay Flowers, Mark Andrews, had Jameer Gibbs on the other side. But um, yeah, I had a I had a Dante Foreman team, which I was pretty excited about. But unfortunately, I didn't have Dante Foreman on my Lamar team. Um, I think my my late players for the Lamar team, um, I, they weren't weren't any Chiefs. Um, I had like Kenneth Walker. Um, I had Kenneth Walker and Tyler Lockett late, so wasn't bad. But um, yeah, I feel like uh, for me personally, I feel like I made some poor decisions. Um, I had a really, really good team. Like I said, I, I had a Dante Foreman team with um, a couple other low, lower owned pieces that did well in the early window. And I could have easily it was a matt stafford my dante former team was was a matt stafford double stack puka cup uh deontay johnson on the other side and i had dante foreman who was low owned that went crazy i had a couple other lower owned pieces like i feel like i played bad not swapping that onto a kansas city stack i easily could have moved stafford up to Mahomes, cup down to travis kelsey um, I had room elsewhere too to move around, but like I would have kept Puka and Deontay. Like by the time, if you guys watched the stream on the weekend, like by the time we got to the weekend, I felt really, really good about Puka Nakua. Um, he was going to be low owned on DraftKings. So I really wanted to play him. I played him on a lot of my teams. Um, so I feel like I played bad in tournaments this week, not swapping that Foreman team to some Chief stuff. I mean, it's hindsight, but. You know, I didn't really have much Chiefs exposure as it is. I already hit on the low owned plays early. I easily could have got onto that for some Chiefs exposure because I had another team with some low-owned pieces that I had low-owned stuff late too. So I feel like I should have swapped that to some Chiefs stuff. Um, cash games was was unfortunate for me. I, I uh, had a really good cash build on Sunday morning uh, with Jerome Ford in it. Then we got that news that Kareem Hunt was going to play. If you guys watched the stream, I explained my entire thought process on that. I thought Jerome Ford was at his ownership the worst play on the slate with Kareem Hunt active. I watch a lot of Browns football. If you guys watch this channel, you know that. Uh, and I noted that Jerome Ford this season had one coming into last week's game, had one carry inside the red zone. They always pull him out in the red zone and they put in Kareem Hunt. I feel like a lot of people that don't watch the Browns, like they don't know that. Um, so I felt like Jerome Ford was a horrible play. Naturally, Jerome Ford busts out a untouched 70-yard touchdown run on his second touch of the game, which was unfortunate, but he did nothing after that. Even before he got hurt, Kareem Hunt came in, took a red zone touchdown. So I feel like I was correct. The process was right on not playing any Jerome Ford. I, I think I was right. I, I said I would rather play Dante Foreman than him. That obviously worked out. Dante Foreman outscored him uh, massively. But I'm going to remain steadfast that I was correct on Jerome Ford. It just got unlucky that he that he hit on a 70-yard touchdown run that was untouched. Any running back in the NFL would have scored on that play. He ran right through 
the gap and nobody touched him. So that was unfortunate, but, um, you know, I think I was correct in that take. Uh, unfortunately, when I swapped around my cash team, um, like I had a good build with, with Ford in it that I really, really liked. And then that news came, I, I probably should have just kept it cause he was going to be chalky anyways. So that, that was a mistake on my part as well. But, uh, I swapped off that and then I only had 5,800 for the quarterback spot. So I couldn't play Geno Smith. So it was basically, I had to play, uh, Jordan Love or Deshaun Watson chose Deshaun Watson. Wouldn't matter anyways. They both suck. But, uh, yeah, that was a disaster. Um, also on Friday, I had Tyrod Taylor. I had a amazing cash on Friday with Tyrod Taylor. Um, I should have just trusted my gut. I thought Tyrod was a really good play. If you guys read my article on that as well. Uh, so I should have just kept that. So overall, uh, it was a tilting week seven. I'm fired up. I'm ready to get back in the DFS streets for week eight. Um, and let's dive in here. Let's break down the slate. We're back to a big slate here. 13 games. No, no more of these, uh, 10 gamers. I don't think we had a 10 game slate last week. We're back to 13 this week, starting off at quarterback. Um, bunch of good quarterbacks at the top here. Mahomes, Hurts, Lamar. Um, I'm going to remain with my take. If you spend up at quarterback in cash, I think you should play Jalen Hurts or Lamar Jackson over Patrick Mahomes. I know Patrick Mahomes had a big 37.8 draft king point game, um, in his last one, but, um, yeah, the Chargers defense is horrible. Uh, I don't understand how Brandon Staley is supposedly a defensive guru, de defensive head coach, and their defense is just routinely underperforming. Um, once again, I feel like this has happened before, but once again, they just chose not to cover Travis Kelsey. I mean, he's just running wide open. So uh, I don't know what's going on over there. Um, Mahomes has already played Denver once. Um I'm assuming he's going to play better than he did in that game against Denver, but still with the rushing floor that these two provide you, if you're spending up a quarterback, I'm going to play hurts or Lamar hurts really, really good spot here uh, against Washington. I mean, Washington's secondary has just been horrific. Uh, he had a 27 DraftKings point game against them this season. Um, he had a big game against them last year too, I think. So, um, Looks like a good spot for a couple of these spend-up guys. If you're looking to spend down, which I still think will be a popular move this week, uh, we did Joe Burrow at 6K. Moving on down, though. Um, I mean, I could see a couple of these guys getting some ownership down here. I don't really know who stands out to me at this time. I think Brock Purdy at 5,600, like this could be a thing people do. Uh, just because he's 5,600. Um, at home, he has historically been very, very good in terms of fantasy. If you look at his game log, even this season, right here on DraftKings, at home, 23, 21, 26, on the road, 8 and 14. Um, and it was like that last year as well. Last year at home, very, very good numbers. I mean, if you're telling me you're going to get 23, 22 DraftKings points from Brock Purdy at 5,600, I would probably lock him in for cash games. So Brock Purdy at 5,600, and it, it gets a little bit easier I feel like with Debo out, um, because other than McCaffrey, like that, that's another threat of they do run like those jet sweep type stuff to, to Debo in the red zone. So more incentive for him uh, to maybe throw a touchdown, an, an extra touchdown pass. So Brock Purdy 5,600 does stick out. I prefer him to, to Jordan Love, Derek Carr, um, some of those guys. Um, if Tyrod Taylor starts again, I know it's the Jets. 
Um, I think Daniel Jones will be back this week. So I guess you could maybe throw him in this conversation. You have Russell Wilson there at 5,300. You know, these guys are bad uh, at the end of the day. But um, with the current state of NFL DFS, it has been more optimal to save money uh, at the quarterback position. So I'm probably going to consider some of these cheap guys. I mean, even PJ Walker, if he starts like he's 4,800, um, really not getting you much. I guess that's probably probably thin for for cash. But um, yeah, Brock Purdy to me is what stuck out when I initially looked at the slate. G Gino at 5,900 is a tough matchup. But um, see, the problem for me though is Gino's 5,900 and Brock Purdy's 56. And I, I feel like Brock Purdy like probably is going to project about the same or, or better. Um, so yeah, th this might be a Brock Purdy week uh, for me to be quite honest with you guys. Um, if you're spending up, it's, it's Hertz or Lamar. If you're saving, it's probably Purdy for me right now. I, I guess, you know, five, if we're talking about a $400 difference between Purdy and Joe Burrow, like, I guess you'd probably just take Burrow. Like you could probably find $400. So, um, upon my first look at the slate, I'll leave it as Burrow or Purdy probably for me in cash games this week. Moving on to running back. Uh, we do have a couple injuries to note here. Uh, Bijan Robinson, I think, is going to be fine. He's going to play. Saquon Barkley, um, I think, is going to be fine, and he's going to be pl uh, be playing this week. Jerome Ford is doubtful. Um, I don't think he will play, so that gives us Kareem Hunt. And then, obviously, we have the Rams situation with uh, Darrell Henderson was pretty clearly like their guy, which it kind of sounded like he was going to be. Um, Royce Freeman got, got work, too, but Darrell Henderson's only $4,800. Uh, and then Royce Freeman um, had 12 attempts. He is uh, 46, but uh, Darrell Henderson at 4,800 for sure. Looks interesting. Uh, starting off the top, Christian McCaffrey. I mean, the guy scored a touchdown in 16 straight games. It was reported that he had a small tear in his oblique coming into that Minnesota game. People were freaked out for the showdown slate about his usage. He played pretty much every offensive snap and uh, scored multiple touchdowns. 23 DraftKings points. Really, really good play at 9,200 against Cincinnati. Barkley is a tournament-only play. Uh, Mostert, I think, is tournament-only at 77. Like, those guys there, um, even Henry, Pollard, I think these are tournament plays for me. Uh, Alvin Kamara is 7,300, which seems expensive because he just doesn't have, you know, the reliable red zone role of someone like Saquon Barkley uh, or Tony Pollard or... Yeah, I mean, even ETN has had, a, has had a pretty decent red zone role. Kenneth Walker's had a very, very good red zone role. He didn't score a touchdown last week, but um, he had multiple carries inside the five. Again, I believe he's still leading the league in carries inside the five. So some of these guys have better red zone roles than Alvin Kamara, but I don't know how we ignore this type of usage. He's coming off games of 22, 19, and 17 rushing attempts and 8 and 14 targets in his last two. It's the second time this season he's had a 14-target game, caught 12 balls against the Jaguars. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good matchup. We saw um, how kind of just bad the, the Colts' run defense looked last week. A really good spot for Kamar again at 7,300. I'm, I'm going to have to consider him, uh, you know, in cash games, given his uh, role on this team currently. Moving on down, Pacheco's always like a good play for me, but, I, you know, again, he's just been chugging along here, 13, 16, 16 DraftKings points. Uh, I'm never worried about fading him because he needs two touchdowns to really, like, 
get to a point where if you don't have him, you're going to lose. And I just don't know. I just don't know if two touchdowns is, is in the mix for him, given how they run their team. But I mean, I, you guys know if, if you read my season long article coming into the season, I was really high on Pacheco. Um, I gave the uh, kind of bold call that he was going to be a top 10 fantasy running back this year. He's had a really, really good pass catching role, which I like to see. So uh, he's in play for me here. Brees Hall at 5,900. Very, very good play. I'm very interested in him. Um, he's clearly taken the lead here in this backfield. 22 and 12 rush attempts over the last two weeks. Um, total touches, 25 and 17 over that span. Good spot against the Giants, who are a pretty soft run defense. Um, definitely, Joe Mixon always projects well. Like, I think you guys, if you guys play DFS, you know this by now. Like, every every week we get to the weekend and Joe Mixon's popping as, as a top play, but I would take Brees Hall uh, over Joe Mixon every time this week. Uh, and then Kareem Hunt at 5,200 for sure is going to be in play for me. Uh, he has a really, really good red zone role, scored two red zone touchdowns last week. Now we're taking Jerome Ford out. Um, I don't know, like, what the plan is, you know, in, in terms of, like, early down work. But, I, I mean, I assume, like, the Browns, they don't have much. With Nick Chubb out, like, they really only have Kareem Hunt, Jerome Ford, and Pierre Strong. So now we're taking Jerome Ford out. I think they signed uh, Dante uh, Jackson or whatever that guy from the Colts. Um, I think they signed him a few weeks ago. So, you know, I'm sure maybe if, if he's still on their practice squad, like he'll be active if nobody else has, has scooped him up by now. Um, regardless, they'll have obviously another running back active. But I, I think Kareem Hunt is, is going to be the early down back here. Um, he has a very, very good red zone role. So for 5,200, sign me up. And then Darrell Henderson, I mentioned. At 4,800, you know, you can sign me up for some interest there as well. So some really, really good mid-tier running back plays again. Brees Hall, Kareem Hunt, Darrell Henderson, even for cheap. Um, even Pacheco at 61. Like some really good mid-tier plays. And then, you know, moving up, like Travis Etienne's had an incredible role. Alvin Kamara's had an incredible role. Like there's a bunch of good running back plays this week. I think that that is kind of my pool right now. Kamara, Etienne. Uh, Kenny Walker, Pacheco, Brees, Hunt, Henderson. Like those are the guys that I would be considering for my cash game rosters this week. Um, or even just like in general, like small field tournament stuff. Like those are the guys that I would be looking at. Moving on to receiver, uh, Tyree Kill, 9,500 against the Patriots. Fine play. I, I still prefer... Cooper Cup to him for cash games, but both those guys are fine. Not worried about the matchup against New England for Tyreek in tournaments, but Cup, Chase, uh, those would be my picks for cash. And then A.J. Brown. I think A.J. Brown, uh, by the time you get to the weekend, is going to be very high-owned. I'm seeing him as like the fourth or fifth highest-owned option right now in the early run of projections, but A.J. Brown has a Cooper Cup-esque role in this Eagles offense right now. He is coming off games of... <laughs> 14, 13, 8, 9, and 15 targets. He has topped 120 receiving yards in five straight games. He's getting over 33% of Jalen Hurts' targets total. Um, absolutely dominant role in an elite matchup against the Washington uh, Commanders secondary that's just been one of the worst in football. And, you know, I played him uh, at, he was about 3 or 4%. He, so if you, they already played Washington once this season. And you can see here, he had zero touchdowns coming into that game. And he was very, very low owned. I don't know if you guys remember this, but uh, he was only like 5 6 7% owned in small field that week. I had him on a team, and he went for 
nine, one seventy-five, and two. They won in overtime, uh, forty-one DraftKings points. So, I, I mean, I, I can't argue the role. You're saving, you know, fifteen hundred dollars off of Tyreek Hill for just as good of a role, and uh, an even better matchup. So, AJ Brown for me, one hundred percent a great play in all formats this week. He's going to be the cover boy of this video. Puka Nakua continues to out-target Cooper Cup. Uh, defenses pay more attention to Cooper Cup, freeze things up for Puka Nakua. That doesn't mean Cup's going to have a bad game again. I mean, Cup had a floor game, but caught only two of seven targets. So, you know, he still could have had 15, 16 DraftKings points on a floor game. Just didn't work out that way. But Nakua it is a great play. Um, can't argue him. I, I prefer A.J. Brown for 100 more in cash, but... Nakua, fine play. CeeDee Lamb, I think, is a good play. Definitely could talk me in for tournaments to get, like, some Nakua, CeeDee Lamb builds and uh, get weird elsewhere. Brendan Ayuk, without Debo, will pop as a popular play. I think he is fine in, in all formats. Again, if it comes down to it, I'd probably like to find that $1,000 and, and play A.J. Brown if you can only play one of them, but... Brandon Ayuk will be in the uh, cash game pool this week. Adam Thielen, uh, they're coming off their bye week. But uh, I've played a lot of Adam Thielen this week. 6,600 seems like a lot, but when you look at his role, um, it's really not. And you can definitely get to Houston in the secondary. I know Houston's defense has been good, but um, I'm not sure if it's quite as good as people are making it out to be. So Adam Thielen will crack the cash game pool for me again. Don't know if I'll play him, but uh, he is not play for me. Uh, I'm assuming DK Metcalf is going to play this week. So that probably takes the Seattle guys out for me for cash. Christian Kirk at 5,900 seems a little too cheap. Um, I would put Christian Kirk in the cash game pool. He's actually 100 more than Calvin Ridley, which I think is hilarious after that first week when everyone thought Calvin Ridley was going to like take over fantasy football this year. But um yeah i would put christian kirk in the in the cash pool jordan addison 100 is in the cash pool without justin jefferson scored two touchdowns on monday night football he would probably be a little bit more expensive had they not played on monday night if he if he would have had that game on on sunday morning but uh he scored in you know three straight games four touchdowns in three games really really good price point here at, at 5700 jordan addison for sure checks in for cash games zay flowers checks in for cash games continues to have a very good role with Lamar Jackson, uh, Arizona has really struggled in the secondary the last few weeks. So I think Zay Flowers, it's a good spot. It's a good spot to to get Zay Flowers in the end zone here. Only has one touchdown uh, on the season. So uh, I think this is a good spot for, for Zay Flowers to get in the end zone. Deontay Johnson is still only 5K. He will be in my cash game pool. Once again, it's been 20 straight weeks now. 20 straight games without a touchdown for Deontay Johnson, but uh, 5 for 79, was not limited, played basically the entire game at 5K against Jacksonville. Sign me up. I will once again. I was very heavy on him last week. I'll be heavy on him again this week at 5K. Love Deontay Johnson in all formats. Uh, Josh Downs, he scored. I, I don't want to overreact to the game log here with Josh Downs. I mean, 26 and a half DK points. Um, he scored a long touchdown on a broke, basically like a broken play. But, uh, I mean, he continues to, to get fed from, from Gardner Minshew. He's only 4,800. Um, I think you can consider him. I, I Even if DK is active, Jackson Smith and the Jigba continues to ascend in this offense, finally scored a touchdown last week. Um, he's a good bit cheaper than Downs. I think I would prefer Smith and the Jigba if I'm picking one of them. 
But uh, both would probably crack the cash game pool for me. And then there's a couple guys I want to bring up. These probably aren't true cash game plays, but we do have a couple really, really cheap guys uh, that I think you can consider this week. Uh, Jalen Hyatt is 3,100. Um, he continues to kind of ascend in this offense. He's a deep threat, only needs one play to hit value at this sort of a price tag. Tough matchup against the Jets secondary, but Jalen Hyatt at 3,100 for sure uh, is in play for me. And there was someone else that was really cheap, but um, I can't remember. So check my, uh, I don't see him on the screen here, and I don't have my list pulled up uh, for my early stuff. So be sure to check my article. I'm sure I'll break it all down in there. So pretty pretty decent. This actually looks like a decent slate to me. Like, I think we have a good pool of running backs that we could consider. And then at receiver, like it's A.J. Brown if you're spending up. Um, you have Iuke and Thielen there and kind of that mid-tier. And then the 5K tier is absolutely loaded for cash and small field. I mean, Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, Terry McLaurin against Philly. Terry McLaurin's always done well against Philly. Um, Hollywood Brown's always a popular play. And then you have like even Drake London against Tennessee. Uh, Jackson Smith, the jig band there. So Deontay Johnson, re really, really loaded mid-tier receiver. Um, let me see. So let's see. So let's say we spend down at quarterback. I'm just going to say, let's just say we put Joe Burrow in here at 6K. And then let's say we put in a couple of these Kareem Hunt, Brees Hall, put him in there. Um, tight end, I'm going to break down here. So we'll just segue that to that. I just want to see like what the early, you know, build is looking like. So tight end, Travis Kelsey, great play, 8,400. Um, I'm probably not going to play him in cash again at 8,400 tournaments. He's a fine play. Andrews and Hawkinson, fine tournament plays. If I was spending in the mid tier in cash, it would be Kittle. George Kittle has some monster games in his career without Debo Samuel active, seven targets on Monday Night Football. Didn't get in the end zone. But uh, 7 for 78, re really good, just good spot for him without Debo. Like, historically, he's crushed without Debo in the lineup. So 5,400 for George Kittle would crack my pool. If I don't use George Kittle, I'm looking to save money. So the first guy that sticks out to me, um, I prefer Musgrave's going to project well again. I prefer David Njoku to Musgrave. David Njoku has had a really good role the last few weeks. Uh, coming off a 10 DK point game on nine targets, and he should have scored a touchdown. So if you guys didn't see this, um Kareem Hunt punched in a touchdown to win the game at the end of it but before that they actually ran the Kansas City Chiefs Travis Kelsey play like a designed little shovel pass to the tight end that's lined up in line and PJ Walker just sucks like he's a backup quarterback so he the pitch pass like he like spiked it off David Njoku's face like he would have caught it and clearly fell into the end zone so he should have had 16 DraftKings points 3,600 against Seattle, a team we historically can target uh, with tight ends. I, I like Njoku at 3,600. I like Tyler Conklin at 3,200. They're coming off a, a bye week, but uh, you guys know I've played Tyler Conklin a lot the last few weeks. Um, he's had a pretty good role with Zach Wilson there. He's only 3,200. That's the type of guy I could see myself playing in cash games. Um. <laughs> There's some other like cheap guys here, you know, Trey McBride, I think you can consider 
uh, for like cash game stuff just because he's so cheap. I mean, he didn't really do much last week, but six DK points at 2,800, I would be actually like really happy with that in uh, in cash games. So uh, trying to find as cheap as possible. Kyle Pitts, I don't like Kyle Pitts this week. I did not like how they used him last week. Um, he was playing a lot in the slot the first few weeks. Last week, they changed that uh, with some of the personnel they brought in. He wasn't playing in the slot that much and had a bad game. So I'm going to avoid Kyle Pitts, I think, for the time being. Arthur Smith is just like the the dumbest guy that I've ever seen. And I'm not even trying to sit here and act like I should be an NFL coach or something, but um, it just seems like common sense to get your best players the ball, and that's how you win football games in, in the NFL. So uh, I don't know. Not going to play Kyle Pitts at 3,800. Johnny Smith at 35, you could definitely do that. So um, Najoku, Musgrave, Johnny Smith, Tyler Conklin, even Trey McBride, that's like the cash pool for me. So let, let's just, for fun here, we'll, we'll just put Trey McBride in for fun. Cheap defense. You guys don't need me to break down defense. I mean, we're, look, we're looking to save money here. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking to save money. Whoever's cheap, uh, even Washington at home, like I think is fine. Like Jalen Hurts has turned the ball over a couple times this year. Carolina at home, uh, Pittsburgh against Jacksonville. You know, they're Pittsburgh's always live for a defensive touchdown with how good um, TJ Watt is. Tennessee against Desmond Ritter, like, is fine. So we'll just put in whatever defense. So we get 6,900. So if we put in Burrow, Hunt, Brees Hall, Trey McBride, Commander's defense, that gives us 69 for three receivers and a flex. So, I mean, who did I say in the mid-tier here? Like, I mean, I think Deontay is a good play at 5K. Like, let's put him in. Obviously, we want A.J. Brown at 8K. So it kind of seems to me like, obviously, we could bump up tight end, which would cost some salary bump up defense a little bit that would cost some salary but seems fairly easy to get in two expensive receivers i mean we could easily play like even taking out tight end like i mean we could easily throw in henderson here as well and then that gives us like we could easily get two expensive receivers so once again mid-tier running back week save a quarterback play the expensive receivers. That seems to be the way to go for me. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you made it this far through the video, I really appreciate it. Drop a like on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. So, you know, when we go live, uh, when we post videos, um, but those likes on the videos really help us out. Let's try and get to hundred likes this week on the video. Thank you guys for tuning in and I'll see you guys next week.